Welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and today I am joined by Parkas mom, Sharon, and Jared. First, uh, let's go to Jared, welcoming you back here on the show, man. How's it going? Oh, man. Just just watching some of the highlights from that match. Whoo! I mean, just like I've mean about before, we finally got the last Portlandia stone right here. But enough about about my joy, Sharon. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. It was uh, it was it felt like we were Jared to quote Jared. We used to be able to score at will in the past, and last night felt like we were scoring at will. But my sister had to say, "No, we're scoring at double zero because that's the number that the goalkeeper wore." And then we went on from there because he's one inch shorter than me, the goalie. <laughs> so it was it was a tough thing, but. Anyhow, I digress. It was good. I'm good. I can't wait to find out how Luis is doing and then move on to Golazo's gratitude and then do a little bit of dissection. And also just super grateful that we had a chance to have like this surprise interview um, that uh, we recorded a few days ago. So I won't say anything else about that. Well, I'm doing good. Uh, and, you know, just really excited over over the score yesterday. Uh, I know I was hoping for a 10-0, but... <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering, I'm like, do they have an extra digit to put on the scoreboard, right? Because I'm sure they don't plan it out that way. They're like, well, just put one because what are the odds of you ever winning by two digits? But hey, that didn't wait happen. a minute. <laughs> says the man who only predicted 4-0, says the man who predicted 4-0, you should have gone out on that freaking limb. Uh, yeah, I, I I regret it not going more to, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was overly optimistic, right, with the 4-0. And when they just kept scoring, I was like, wow. I mean, I knew or I had a feeling it would be a high scoring game, but 6-0 kind of threw me off, especially when we scored uh, three goals in a matter of like eight minutes. I was like, whoa, this is going to be something else. But th- things weren't like that in the second half. And and I understand, right? I mean, you have a second half where you're already winning 6-0. The players are, are more so, I feel like, uh, testing out different plays, right, and doing all that, and and it tends to happen right in the world of our sport, as we know, right. You have first halves where you blow out your rival and you score a lot of goals, and then the second half, it's like everyone hits the brakes and you take it more calmly. Um, not because you don't want to score more, but I just think because that initial drive of wanting to win the match uh, isn't all that there, right? And we'll we'll hear. Uh, Coach, talk a little bit about it here shortly, but that's that's how it felt. So let's go ahead and and go for our golazos of gratitude. Um, so Sharon, you want to get us started off with with yours? Ha! So besides the fact that my sister joined me, and I thank her immensely for joining and sitting with me, and also for Ryan Strange for being an excellent two rows below host of the game. Oh my gosh, Ryan Strange was the best. I also had, I also want to thank Jane and Scott Walker and their daughter, Morgan, for being just warm and friendly. And then there was a dude, and I forget his name, who was also sitting next to us. It was the best time. These were not my regular seats, not my regular section, but a lot of the people we sat around were from, that's their regular section, had the best time, can't think of enough, thank them enough. Also want to thank um, the communications crew for letting us get on field for the post-game press conference, but super thanks to Mark Briggs, um, Duke Lacroix, and uh, my favorite, Matt LaGrasse, my neighbor, for 
answering some questions and letting us get a little bit nerdy with them. You know, I really don't, I can't appreciate them enough for going nerd on, you know, what they thought of certain aspects where we asked some questions of them that just made my night. I walked away cloud nine, just feeling like, you know, I think we got some good pieces, good bits of information from those three in the post-game press conference. And I really appreciate the communications team for getting us um, out there for that. It's, it's super valuable. Thank you. Awesome. Well, yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. I, I second your, your thanks to uh, the communications team for allowing us to, to be on the field for, for this game as well. Jared. Well, I mean, I, I definitely want to give a glosses of gratitude to the U uh, S open cup um, uh, folks for, making the third round draw available uh, by way of uh, YouTube. So uh, technically I was able to gather who, who was playing who, and then finally it came, it came to, to our draw, but uh, the day they picked us to play is uh, kind of suspicious. Uh, you, you'll find out why once uh and once you check out the Sacramento Republic FC feed as far as their next Open Cup match. So <laughs> it's yeah. time for those special cookies. <laughs> and we ain't talking to ones from Rayleigh's Bel Air. <laughs> but someday you better believe they're going to want in on the deal and they're going to be selling it. You know, you know, I'm talking about hey. it's like liquor. I mean, they sell liquor. Why are they selling 420 cookies in Rayleigh's and Bel Air? Look at Las Vegas Lights FC. Their one of their first sponsors was a dispensary, becoming the first ever professional sports team in the US to be sponsored by one. So, who go. knows? It it could be a trend. Yes, it could. Yeah, only a matter of time because <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of money there, and you know, people want to sponsor. <laughs> well, as far as mine goes, um, my first colossal gratitude. I, I mention it always, but you know, we we always really appreciate it. Goes to Sharon here with us for. Um, you know, being at the press conference and asking really great questions and bringing a smile to every player or the coach when you ask them a question, because we know, like <laughs> you always tell us, right, you like to nerd out on these things. And they really appreciate that because they don't get that many like nerdy questions. And <laughs> it's, it's fun. Um, you know, they, they enjoy them. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, when you've been playing the sport like I have for Luis you know, as many years and then coaching it. And then also, uh, you know, living with professional coach and then also working with the team. It's almost like there's something that gets inside your DNA <laughs> and having hung out. And that's all I talked for years was soccer. And I guess I still am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, once you get into the sport, it's, it's always there. <laughs> yeah. It never goes away. <laughs> Uh, and then another colossal gratitude to the U.S. Soccer Federation for bringing us back this Open Cup, which I got to say, after 2020 and after last year as well, I was a little scared that they wouldn't bring the cup back, right? Or that they would do a lot of modifications or I, I didn't know what to expect, right? After you haven't seen the cup for two years or like. I hope they don't think like we're not going to bring it back or for safety reasons, it's not going to come back. And then they just lag and they just not bring it back because it's really well run. Now you watch all the games on ESPN plus before I, I believe it used to be on YouTube. And so now they've amplified their reach and, you know, really high quality games. You could watch any game going on around the country. And it's just really amazing how much coordination goes with that. And, and just, 
the fact that you can have an amateur Sunday night league team play against the professional first division team if they make it there, which somehow actually, you know, made it that far to actually play an MLS team is is amazing. And I can't think of any other league or any other um, country in the world that has a tournament like that for any sport, right? I mean, there might be one, but I, I just can't think of any other one that allows any team, any sports team from anywhere in the country to play against any sports team, right? To have that possibility. And not only that, right? But the fact that winner of the Open Cup gets the CONCACAF Champions League ticket, right? You're not getting a half ticket, you're getting straight up ticket. And the winner of the Champions League gets to go to the Club World Cup. So the, the commentators were talking about it in one of the cup games I was watching yesterday, and they mentioned it, right? Literally, you have the path to make it from, which, of course, you know, it sounds like a Cinderella story, like they said, but you still have that avenue of being able to have a team that plays out of park, make it, you know, to the you know world's biggest club tournament. So, you know, if, if that's not amazing, I don't know what is right, but I think it's really awesome that they've built this tournament and uh, have allowed that. So shout out to them. And I hope it keeps going on because it is the oldest uh, sports tournament in, in the country, right? Since 1914. Yeah, it is. And, you know, other tournaments have patterned themselves after it, you know, from, am, you know, where you can come in with amateur status and play against the best of the best and, you know, win it and go on like tennis and um, and golf, you know, there are open tournaments for, for them as well, but nothing is the, as team oriented as this. And so it is, it's a really special thing. So thanks for giving them a shout out, Luis. I mean, it is, it is, it's a, it's such a, we look forward to this so much. Yeah. I'm so excited, especially for this next match, which we're going to be talking about later today, but, but before... not much later, because this is going to be a relatively quick podcast, right? <laughs> yeah yeah for our listeners it's going to be a little bit longer because you guys are about to hear our pre-recorded conversation with our favorite podcast magic uh, bill and Vijay. we recorded it literally the day after his game uh against el paso after they did their blowout result i mean we were in disbelief right just seeing how amazing that game was and his brace he also got there jared i guess you could also bring your your meme and give it to <laughs> to billion as well and uh you know, it, it was a really great game and, uh, you know, we're really excited to talk to him. So without further ado, we're, let's go ahead and play that and we'll be right back to talk about yesterday's game. So I just want to give a disclaimer before uh, we, we get started today. Um, we're actually recording this on a Wednesday night. Uh, so way before Sacred Republic plays their game. So we have no idea if Sacramento even passes. I'm assuming that we would be beating Timbers, but we'll, we'll find out. And uh, we we don't know who would be playing against, of course. So could potentially be that we might be playing against Wego, but we don't know it as of this recording. So I just thought I'd, I'd give that disclaimer there. But uh, joining us today here is our favorite podcast, Magic. Scored a brace yesterday against El Paso. Really amazing goals. Welcome back, man. How's it going? Thank you guys for having me. Uh, well, right now it's going great. Coming off of a big win um, in the Open Cup last night. So feeling really good and really happy to have gotten the result that we did. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were all really impressed by how the team played. I, I went back and I rewatched the full game because, like I mentioned to you, Cruz was playing at the same time. And 
uh, I had to watch that first and I only caught some of the minutes then, but overall, I feel like you guys did really good. And I mean, I was really impressed by your first goal, right? How you tripped the goalkeeper. So just, you know, tell us more about what happened in that play and how, when you decided, like, I want to chip, you know, what, what, what went on? Uh, so we had, we'd watched video on them. I also watched them when they played Sac Republic. Um, and they've, we've scouted them a little bit. They've conceded a lot of goals this season, a lot of goals from through balls, um, and their defense being disorganized, also keeper being off his line a lot. So when our left back, Nathan played me through, uh, as the ball bounced, I felt like I was going to outrun the center back, which I did. And then out of the corner of my eye, I saw that the keeper was coming to try to close the space instead of retreating back to his goal. So as soon as I saw he was coming to close the space down and I saw everything behind him was wide open. That's when I knew uh, as long as I could get it on target, I had a really good chance to score from there. You know, you've just got a nose. You just got a nose for those kind of things, uh, Billy, and you see the game so quickly. And so, so tell us, you know, your, um, your ability to see the game, you've actually scored a lot so far this season. I mean, you know, in, in, in matches, you know, in preseason and all this other stuff, how did you learn that quickness of visualizing what's next? I think just playing a ton of games as a kid, being in the situation over and over again and making mistakes too. There are times when, you know, I would make the wrong decision. And I think my first year in SAC, that was kind of a big thing that uh, with the coach and with Todd, we talked about a lot was when is it time to shoot and score? When is it time to make the pass? And that decision-making process and a lot of times I made the wrong decision, but I took the time to go back and review my scenarios, rewatch those scenarios. So next time I find myself in a similar situation, I would be able to make the better decision. So just being a student, I think, of the game and watching every time I didn't score more than the times I did score. Because when I score, it's like fun to rewatch it. But I think it's more important to watch the times when you don't do well so that next time you can know what to do when you're in a similar situation. Insert that correct and correction factor. I know um, Luis has the next goal up and it's, I've got to tell you, Jared named you brace face and it's so incredible. Two goals. <laughs> I like that. Lainey actually has braces right now. My wife. So no brace face. I like it. I like it. I gotta be, I gotta break that hat trick out though for Scott. He called yeah. me for a hat trick every game, and I haven't been able to get one for him yet. Hey, you were close uh, yesterday. I mean, I, I'm surprised that uh, you weren't kept on uh, just a little bit longer. But uh, either way, still getting a brace, uh, especially in the Open Cup against the USL Championship team. I mean, that's that's impressive as is. And then uh, just you know, just kind of speaking back with uh, Fresno. Obviously, this ain't your first rodeo uh, there, but get, given the fact that you're now playing for, for your city how how's the adjustment been as far as uh chemistry with new teammates uh, as well as with uh chris cheney how's that going uh yeah so a lot of the guys i've known just from a lot of them are local as well and nathan our left back we played together when we were 16 years old uh, in the development academy we, pl we both played center mid together at the time actually so i know them all really well. Um, like any time you bring in a new group of players, I think SAC experienced something similar this year. It was just a lot of new players and they were able to gel quickly and they've seen that in their results that they're doing really well. And I think a similar situation with us, we've been able to gel quickly as players. The 
the ownership group and the GM, they've been able to bring in quality players who have happened to get along really well. And so far, we've started the season off on the right foot. Now I kind of want to jump to... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Luis, Luis wants to talk about this incredible goal. So go for it, Luis. Yeah, I mean, the, the second goal, I mean, you you do a, a nutmeg and we all know, <laughs> right, when, when you're a soccer player, that's like the ultimate move. And if you get it done on you, then it's kind of embarrassing at times, but <laughs> you try to like uh, get it done as well. But uh, walk us through that, that goal. I mean, it was another impressive goal. You just, you shoot it and right at the right angle yeah uh, again we cleared the ball long uh i found myself high on that left wing which i happened to be there a lot um and i was able to get on the ball and the right back was high up the field he wasn't able to get back in time so the center back had to step out to me uh again from watching a little bit of video on them we knew he likes to step in hard he's not very pacey so he doesn't want to jockey backwards and have a fast winger coming at him so he was going to step in hard. Um, I anticipated that. And as soon as I saw him make that move to come forward, I just thought, okay, I'm going to touch the ball between his legs. That'll be kind of an easy way. It seemed open to me. And at the time, it seemed like the right move. And luckily it was. And then once I got past him, I was coming at a proper angle to where the defender would have had trouble. He would either had to keep me to my left foot, but then I would have been able to beat him down the line of the left foot. And I threw in a little fake shot in there to buy myself some time to take a touch farther to the middle. And then that far post is generally always open when you're coming in from the wing like that. And that's one of my favorite places to score is cutting in on my right foot and hitting it far post. Well, you certainly mastered all of that. And that little chop, uh, fake, fake shot, that little chop you did, you got me on that one too. It threw <laughs> you off. No, it's like, you. oh, that, that's a chop, you know, a fake chop. That was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, just to get stuff. the defender a little off balance. Well done. And, you know, their their keeper, we've seen better out of them. I mean, come on, last year El Paso was hard as nails and they were hard to beat. Something is very strange with the team this year, with their team this year. And we've noticed it, you know, because we beat them and now you've beaten them and others have beaten them and they're at the bottom of the basement, essentially. So... We honestly, if you were to give one bit of advice to El Paso, what would you say? They're they're not normal. Stay confident. I don't know. Stay confident. They seemed very frustrated yesterday. Um, obviously, losing a few games in a row and then being down uh, to a team that's in a league lower than you is frustrating. Uh, but don't be frustrated. Just realize that you guys are a good team. You're good players. You're you're all on this team for a reason. But um, with any team, if you lose your head coach and you lose a couple of key players, it kind of changes the dynamic of the whole team. And different coaches have different methodologies. So maybe the way this coach wants to play is slightly different as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of their team at all, but that could affect how they're playing. So I will say this. You guys are actually really solid. Um, we had a tough time in preseason when we played you. You guys are a tough squad this year. Yeah, I mean, we're off to a great start. I think it's just important for us to to stay in our lane. And we've we've played two games ever as a club franchise, right? Two games that mattered. And we've come out of the gate hot and played really well. Like I mentioned earlier, I think we do have a lot of good players. Um, they've done a really good job of attracting really good key players for this league and kind of sky's the limit for our team right now. 
Well, so far from what, I, what I've seen, and I haven't really been able to get much uh, out here, but I mean, this is definitely a strong start uh, for, for you folks. I, I would say it wouldn't surprise me if by the time October comes across, when you guys are down at Kino Stadium over in Tucson, that it could pretty much just be icing on the cake, you know, just uh, cementing at least a top three in the, in the conference uh, for, for that by the time it comes around. I mean, I know t- uh, Tucson has been a little bit tough. I mean, who's to say? But I, I really think that as far as the Western Conference, yeah, at, at, with this kind of start, I easily say you guys are going to be top three, maybe even top two. So all, all I got to say is just definitely keep it up. And uh, if, if you happen to score a hat, hat trick, I may have to bring a couple of hats, you know, maybe just to throw in the air and everything like that. But definitely keep up the, you know, the, the great work that you're doing so far this year. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm looking to, forward to playing Tucson because that's the closest team to us. We're traveling to the East Coast almost every game, so when we play in Arizona, it'll be it'll be a much nicer trip than all the other ones. And we should probably be in the low 100s about that time of year, so you should be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll have that in Fresno as well. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the heat, but it is it is what it is, and that's just part of living where we live. We'll just make sure we we'll just make sure we get you some EGs out there. I mean, it's big. You know, it's like it's like a, a slushy be, best thing in Tucson. So we'll make sure we'll we'll get you some over there. An EG? Yeah, it's spelled E E G E E apostrophe S. Uh, they're actually coming back to Phoenix, but they've also got some fairly decent subs. But the uh, the, the slushes are are a, a lot better. Okay, I'll have to try one. Well, uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, it, it, well, we won't take any more of your time. We know you have to kind of get, get ready here for, for the night and not just that, right, but get ready for your big travel Friday, right, to the East Coast again. And, you know, we wish you the best of luck here, man, and, and not just League One, but also in the Open Cup. I know, you know, that's that's your tournament, right? I, I'm never going to forget the goal you scored for us against LAFC, against San Jose. So clearly, you know, this this is your your cup. And Regardless of what the draw is on Friday, best of luck with Sacramento still. You know, we, we wish you the best. And if you guys win, then, hey, you guys probably deserved it. So I'm um, really looking forward to that and, and to seeing you guys out there sometime this season. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully, no, we won't get drawn with Sac. Hopefully we can both <laughs> go through to the next round. And then if, if in the next round it happens that we're together, then it is what it is and we'll fight it out. But hopefully both teams can make it through to the fourth round. I think this was second. We're in the third and hopefully we can all make it through the fourth. And yeah, tomorrow we're traveling even actually we leave tomorrow for North Carolina. So Ooh. Oh, it's tomorrow quick, you leave. Quick turnaround because we play Friday, yeah. So Oh jeez. Oh. Well, you yeah. know what though? Quick, quick turnaround. Oh you, we'll, yeah, we'll be great. You got a bunch of young guys and you know, they bounce back and yeah, you you guys will be fine. Yeah. Safe travels and avoid the tornadoes, okay? Thank you. Thank you. I'll tell the pilot. <laughs> fly around. Fly around the tornadoes. Don't, yeah. don't go through them. We miss you and we love you. You know that. I miss you guys as well and love you guys as well. Safe flight and dale fuego. Thank you. <laughs> yes, dale fuego. All right, and we're back. Again, thank you so much to Bijev and 
as I mentioned on the interview, we had no idea who we were going to play, right? And I jokingly said, but at the same time, I, I had a feeling there was a chance we would play against them <laughs> in the next round. And here we are on a Friday night, already knowing that, yes, we're playing yeah, against so Fuego. much, <laughs> so much for joking around, but there's even bigger jokes. And I think Jared's like totally happy about the other big joke, which is the date. <laughs> There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. I knew that was coming. Oh, oh how, can, how can I word this? Uh, I guess there's a hashtag some folks would use. Hashtag I-Y-K-Y-K. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> oh. see, see my social media at Port Power AZ for some of the dankest memes. <laughs> oh. oh yeah that, that's that's the third round game against central valley fuego happening at hargill park on april 20th at 7 30 p.m uh so a pretty good time again a later evening game who knows it might be really hot that day so uh players will definitely need a, a late game going on and not only that right but we might even be seeing some of the uh, Fuego supporters group, which they, they were out in attendance uh, at their game and they were pretty loud. I got to say they did a really good job for their first uh, game back in town since uh, the Fresno FC days. Yeah, I had seen the uh, Tower Bridge Battalion actually post uh, one of the tweets that, uh, yeah, the uh, Fuego supporters, they're definitely going to be making the trip up north. So anyone that's listening, granted, I know that the game is going to be in in the middle of the week, but we're going to need anyone and everyone in old glory red to be at that match. We we've got to outnumber uh, central Valley. I mean, yeah, Villian, uh, Chris Cheney, uh, Juju, don't get me wrong. We still love y'all, but as they say, is it's not personal. It's business. <laughs> yeah, it is pure business. So, yep. <laughs> So let's go ahead and talk about yesterday's game briefly here. I mean, we know it was definitely one-sided and <laughs> and all that. A 6-0 win by our Sac Republic, which could have been more. All goals were scored in the first half. Um, I, I want to hear from you, Sharon, because you were there at the game. Uh, just let us know more of like your observations on, on what you saw, because uh, this game's a, a little bit difficult to even process when it was so one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> so... The joke was um, the the Portland, we just called them the white team because they were wearing all white. We were like, don't let the white guys cross half line. <laughs> it's so bad. And then there was a time where it was like, I yelled out, coach, put me in. Because everybody was getting a chance to score. The, I mean, literally Portland <laughs> could do nothing against us. He literally snapped around, turned around. I think he saw it was me. And he quickly like smiled and looked back to the field. It's like, oh, my God those fans we oh it was so bad it, there there was a the sac state women's soccer team was sitting next to us and they were chanting cheers they were cheering on portland to just and they were trying to and you know get portland to actually do something against us and it was like we were totally impenetrable it was it was something i I've never really seen before and to be able to continue to sustain a level of play when you're playing against a squad, we looked and it's like, Oh, they only have four subs. How sad is that? I mean, Ooh. so there was all, oh. yeah, it was, it was sad. 
I, they didn't, it looked like they're, well, anyhow, Mark Briggs gave kudos to their goalie, but I mean, the dude was an inch shorter than me. So nothing against, you know, people who aren't tall that play in goal, but they, the, the cards were stacked against them. It just wasn't going to be the, every goal that we scored, we're just not used to cheering for that many, that many times for that many goals. So every time they, that we scored, it was like, Oh my God, who got it this time? Then there were jokes going around, you know, the Oprah Winfrey, Oh, you get a goal and you get a goal and six goals in the first half. It was something unheard of for the longest time for us, you know, because we haven't played open cup in forever. And one time we played Kitsap Pumas and got our butts handed to us. So we didn't know what we were walking into. So we thought, okay, it'll be a decent game. It's the Portland under 23s. They have two guys over 23 and it should be a good game because they totally trounced Contra Costa, you know, and then to have all these guys pulling the rabbit out of the hat, left and right, left and right. Then Matt LaGrosse is saying that he didn't even know he had scored, except he felt the ball on the back of his head and thought that it had literally just dropped right around him until he looked around and he saw it was in the back of the net and he figured, Oh, I guess I scored, you know, it was pretty intense. The crowd was amazing, super supportive as few people as were there. Cause open cup weekday matches usually aren't highly attended, but I, I would have told anybody and anyone, if you get a chance to go to an open cup match, go, they're so much fun. They're far more casual. It's, killer the atmosphere is the best and we're usually playing like we're going to be playing fresno fuego they're going to bring a contingency or contingent so we're we better show up even 10 times more so and it's a weeknight it's a wednesday night that's when open cup matches are typically played so i would tell anybody listening to this get your freaking ticket go it is so 100 worth an, an open cup match is a blast so just do it so much fun yeah. And they're typically more affordable too, right? Tickets are like five to ten dollars cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I paid 20 bucks to sit where I normally sit. Yeah, it's it's less than half of a regular ticket, way less than half. So go, just go. Tell everybody, tell your friends to go. It's a it's a blast. But that that match last night and having everybody having Zico get a goal. Oh, he was so ecstatic. He was so happy, you know. I was tempted to run from Avondale here to, to Heart Health Park to get in some of that goal action. <laughs> Dude, every, one every one of us, we were all talking about, put me on the field. Let me be a, a, you know, let me be somebody. You just feed me the ball and I'll score. You know, we were all talking that way. It's like, yeah, we could score. Yeah, we could easily score against this team. Not being disrespectful to Portland. You know, they were playing. Sometimes they had good flashes and they were doing some really good little give and goes, but they just couldn't convert on us. We were, we were literally in the right place at the right time. The last podcast, I recall saying something about Matt, Matt LaGrasse and how his positioning is always really good. You know, he watches the ball, not the player, which is what you're supposed to do when you're playing defense, you know, or, or trying to interrupt play. He did it so many times last night and came up with the ball. That dude, he just knows body position. He knows how to place his foot to interrupt the play. He was solid. He was so good. You know, it was, it was a pleasure watching this whole squad play, you know, and to watch Connor Donovan get minutes. That was killer. That was great. And they pulled Lee out and put in um, uh, Dan for a wee bit, 
And I think Luis Felipe saw a couple minutes on the pitch. So it was nice, but they didn't really need them, you know. Well, I um, think uh, one of the academy players got subbed in too, didn't he? Uh, JP. Yeah. Yes. C- Cortez. Yeah. Cortez, so fast. Oh, my goodness. Did you guys see him blazing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. uh, He's going to be a handful. He's He is super fast. So. Yeah. He's a yeah, runner. You, it's, it's good. If you thought Jack Gurr was fast, and if you thought uh, Sosa was fast, uh, Cortez faster, amazing, amazing foot pace. So we got to keep an eye on him. For any club that is at our level or higher, keep your eyes off this kid. Do not even come close. He's ours. He's all ours. Don't you even Gio Reyna, uh, Gio Aguilar us on this one. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We wanted Gio Aguilar, and then he goes up to Vancouver and scores a brace his first time on the pitch. You know, yeah. we could have had all that, but no, <laughs> Vancouver I, saw it. Sorry, I still I want to know what happened there. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Gio and, and shout out to him, right? It was really great, but I want to know just what happened for Vancouver just to swipe him away from us when we had already signed him, right? But maybe I'm missing something, and maybe the contract's have some sort of clause that says, hey, if an MLS team comes by at any time being, like, you got to let me go or, yeah. It was an agreed upon release. Um, You know, it would, I I think they wrote about it or Todd spoke about it. Um, It was agreed upon by all parties to release him from our contract so that he could, in fact, uh, sign a contract with uh, Vancouver. You know, he got called in, he got drafted. And then after after the draft, there has to be uh, you know the negotiations. So uh, we agreed to we agreed to the to the terms, and that was all right because now the dude's in MLS and he's already he's already scored. So, yeah. but I would say eyes off Cortez. Nobody <laughs> looking at Cortez. Don't need nothing to see here. Move along. He's ours. The one thing I can say as far as uh, Vancouver Whitecaps getting Geo Poutine. She is a cruel but delicious mistress. There you they go. took they they took our geo away. <laughs> <sighs> well, back to what um, Sharon was saying earlier too, right? I mean, for me, it felt like we were watching a basketball game in the first half, right? Where it was like, yes. oh, there you go, oh, oh, look, it's again. And I, at at a certain point, I think like after the fourth goal, it was like, oh, great, yeah, like you know, even you could even see it in the players, right? They're like. Just like you, if if you weren't even hearing the game, you'd be like, "Did we score?" Oh, and they're just walking by, right? I mean, it must be well, halftime. And that was it was weird because all of a sudden we'd like see something. It's like I think we just scored, and then Tower, TBB was able to see anybody down there saw all the goals. Mm. You know, all the goals were scored <laughs> at that end. So I was in midline. And so sometimes we have to wait for a second to see if anybody was celebrating. It's like, oh, the team is celebrating. Okay, we just got a goal. And they had no instant replay. They had, you know, very little, oh. nothing on the Jumbotron. So we had to kind of like be really paying close attention. There were some goals we could see that were easy to see. But like Matt LaGrosse's goal, literally, <laughs> I was reading your text, uh, you know, your messaging. And it's like, oh, okay, that was a goal. Oh, and then it was like, I had to tell everybody around me. They said it was a goal. <laughs> You know, because we couldn't see everything, you know, as easy. But, yeah, we had to watch the team to see if there was a celebration going on because, you know, we couldn't see anything on the Jumbotron. <laughs> and it, I think it was the funniest goal, right? It's like 
we were Matt's goal was the definition of the whole game yesterday, right? <laughs> we were sco- we were scoring so much that sometimes they didn't even mean to score, right? You were just standing and the ball just hit you and it goes inside. And even Matt's like, I mean, you could see it right in the replay. He's like, oh, it hit me from, from behind. And he's even like laughing, like, wow, like I didn't have to do it, much and I scored. It's like as if Matt was doing his impersonation of Chevy Chase and Fletch. He didn't even have to do it intentionally. Like, oh, I scored? What? Well, damn. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we, you know, a lot of us were waiting to get confirmation that it didn't actually, you know, it hit Matt's head, but he didn't, you know, we didn't know if it bounced off of one of their players also. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's all good. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, welcome back to Sacramento, Matt. This is your welcome back goal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As weird as it is, it's your welcome back goal. And, you know, we had other chances in the second half, you know, we could have converted some some stuff, but I think at the end of the day, the goal for the second half was don't let anybody score on us. And I think there was only one opportunity where it could have happened, Mm -hmm. but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. And I have to say for the first two goals, uh, really great job by uh, Duke and and Mr. Darth Vader, which I'm glad to actually see him back. Right. I'm glad that they, you know, uh, got his uh, passport situation fixed. So we're going to have him back uh, now for the season. But uh, I mean, huge props to Souza with, with for those two first goals, right? Like perfect assists, right? The right cross, and you know, I, I'm really excited to see more of Souza this season, right? Because he's so far he's given some pretty good assists, right? And you know, these are just some of a lot more I'm sure that we'll see during the season. And so uh, I wanted to make sure that 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 was known. And then looking at the fourth goal, right? We got a Rodrigo Lopez, like just long range shot right from just slightly inside the box right and he goes for it and i think this was the game for all players and i know plenty of them did it right to just shoot from long distances right and like just practice your shots right because you know with the other games in the league we're not gonna have a score like this one so i was really glad to see the players uh you know trying to shoot from all angles and rodrigo lopez got his Last I checked, I thought we stopped doing rocket testing in, in Sacramento County when they closed down Aerojet. But obviously, Roro's still doing it with, with the rockets like that. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's got it in him, right? We know he could he could shoot those rockets all day, every day. And so I'm like, hey, Roro, keep keep shooting those. <laughs> uh, we, we, we want that. We missed that last season. So <laughs> thank you for doing that. <laughs> Um, of course, you know, we get the, the fifth goal. We, that's where uh, Duke's brace happens. And again, right, I mean, Duke gets it perfectly centered to him, right? Zico had a really good vision, right, and being able to spot Duke open. And as we all know, Duke is really good at receiving the ball. And not only that, but at giving us some really great shots, right, in angles that very few goalkeepers are going to be able to get it right because the play happened so quick. And so this was awesome to see him get another goal like this, because we know he had that really great goal against um, FC Tulsa, right? Where he just came through right away and he got the goal there. So he did it again. Right. And so oh I'm, I'm really glad to to see him just so motivated. Right. And we'll hear more from coach here later on. Right. But he mentioned something about Duke and, how, you know, he's the kind of player that 
you know, he might be a defender, but he's your attacking defender, right? He's not afraid of going up and, you know, pulling these shots and especially when it's needed. Right. And so uh, I was really happy to, to see him come back to us and yeah, he, he seems so, to be better than last season. Yeah, he does. You know, and I think he's much more determined and he's got a fire in his belly because, you know, there's a different, there's a different, there's more competition to play the game, you know, to be on this squad, but you had mentioned the otter and I really want to uh, highlight, uh, go back for one second and just highlight that it was really good to see him, but to see him actually on the field up close and personal and play our jaws were down. We, we were hanging because he was incredible. His ball skills. We thought Kecko had it all going on with ball skills, you know, and keeping the ball at his feet and being able to juke a guy and, you know, and get around and make somebody, uh, the otter, Holy smokes. The two of them are going to be intense. Now, unfortunately, Kecko didn't get a goal, which, you know, is a bummer. And Emil didn't start, nor did was he on the 18, which basically blew my, my shot at making points. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the guys that they put on for the 18 were phenomenal. They did a great job. The fifth goal was excellent. The sixth goal was excellent. Everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. So let's talk about the sixth goal. Yeah, so the sixth goal came in at the 41st uh, minute. Uh, gotta say, shout out to Roro, right, for seeing that Zico was open and giving him the pass so that way Zico could get his first goal with Republic. And it, it was really great to uh, see him do that. And especially right in, in these games where you know you're, you have plenty of opportunities and, you know, you, you know you want to boost... Um, any player's confidence, especially if you haven't scored yet. It doesn't matter who you score against, right? Just uh, having that feeling of having the goal is a lot for any player. And uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Rodrigo Lopez saw him open and he was like, let me, let me, you know, help my teammate have more confidence at goal, right? Especially during the league by, you know, getting him here, this little assist that he'll surely score. I mean, what can we say? I mean, with with the leadership that Roro's given this year and gi- giving the opportunities to some of the newer players, it can only be summed up by by, uh, by this uh, saying: Roro loves the kids. Not saying they're they're kids at all, but as far as on the seniority level, he's helping them grow. He's helping them hone their skills. I mean, I, I love I love seeing this. I mean, yes, Robo got in could easily get in the goal action. I mean, he could score two, three, four goals, but he saw the opportunity to, to help someone open their goal account for the year. So he he put it to himself to to say, hang on second, I'm gonna let you score, get this goal in to, to help the team. So th- this is this is something that I'm not gonna say I'm surprised to see, but you just love to see it regardless. I mean, as far as Robo Make, making sure that others get into the limelight as well with, with these goals and to, to have to have another Republic FC player open up their, their account for the year. Granted, it's for the Open Cup, but still to get that in the back of the net, your, your first uh, time with the team, it's always going to be an amazing feeling. So yeah. definitely big, big ups on that. And did you see Viotter was the one who kind of set Roro up to set up Zico? I mean, mm-hmm. Viotter has really good vision also, you know, so this is, this is like Mark Briggs. You'll hear in a second. We have 22 players. They're all hungry and they're all 
they they are all first they could all be play on the first you know the first team the starting they could all be 18 in the 18 at any given time any one of them so we're deep 22 players big and they all want that dmc role special that's it anyhow so moving on what's next so let's go ahead and listen to uh, Coach Briggs, how to say, uh, Duke and Matt as well. And then uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, it was good to be back playing in the Open Cup. Um, I thought we started off how I asked them to start. Started off really quick. We, we The tempo was very good, moving the ball, getting in behind them, and obviously to score six goals uh, is very pleasing. Yeah, I thought there's a number of players tonight where we wanted to get minutes. Uh, Dami, Zico, Lufa, uh, Connor Donovan. I'm trying to think, I get everyone there. Um, but I think we, we, we got the minutes we needed. Um, we got the quality that we needed. Um, and it's about getting everyone up to speed because I've got 22 players that can start. Um, and when you when you have that, you have a hungry squad and it creates competition. Um, and we've got to get that competition. And now everyone's up to speed. The training for the next uh, week leading into Orange County next Saturday. It's going to be intense and it's going to be high quality. And that's what we want. Question here on the second half, the concentration, uh, you know, we didn't see as we saw a lot of shots, but nothing converted. Uh, so what did you think about the second half concentration? Um, I thought the, the concentrate levels, it's hard, right? When you're, when you're 6-0 up, it's hard. It's hard to keep them motivated, keep them doing the things that we want them to do, which I felt that we got, we got a little bit sloppy. We got a little bit sloppy, uh, but that happens. Um, so so I thought the, the actual conversation, the actual concentration of our goalkeeper, our back four, keeping them, they rarely got into our half, which is good, and then it's utilising the ball. But you're right, we, we could have scored a couple and could have been a little more ruthless in the final third. Uh, but overall, we scored six goals, and that's six goals, and that's hard to do against any team. So overall, pleasing, pleasing night. And then watching three of the other uh, USL Championship teams, good ones, fall today, did that change any of your mentality about how you yeah, were Yeah, I spoke approach? to the guys before. Like, I think it was... Seven championship teams lost to USL one teams or leagues lower, um, and I said to the guys, "We don't want to be one of those teams. Like we, we make sure we're focused, we make sure we're tuned in, and we make sure we come out like a house on fire." Uh, which they did, in fairness. So I, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, so we're in the next round, and that was the goal. Yeah. So the most important thing is coming out with the right mentality. Um, I think the coaching staff all week emphasized the point about having the right mindset and approach to this game. Um, being ruthless in front of goal and keeping a clean sheet. So we're able to check those boxes and put on a good result for the fans that showed up today. So Duke, a lot of our fans remember from early days that this team used to score at will. You did that tonight. How does that make you feel in comparison to what we all know? It's a good building point um, for the season. So we, we just want to keep building. You know, we're taking every game as they come. It's still early. Um, still a lot to work on. Even from this match, we can go watch the video and, and take the positives. But we're, we're a team that's hungry. We're a team that's that wants to perform for our home fans especially. And we're going to take all the points we can from this game and be better the next time we step out on the field. Um, first of all, getting a shout out here, um, keeping our home form intact. We've we've won all our games at home so far. We, that was a big point for us. And then, um, I mean, you've seen how many upsets there's been so far in the first round. So coming out and just being professional and, and doing the job that needed to be done was a massive thing for us. The speed of play from the other team didn't seem to match the quality of ours. How did that feel for the players on our field to stay focused and concentrated? Yeah, I think, um, you know, 
there are a lot of young players. Um, they're still learning a lot about the game and um, credit to them. They came out, they were brave. They did try to play at times. Um, and we were, you know, flawless for the most part in our, in our pressing execution, um, with, you know, barring a couple of moments here and there. But we, we were good in the press and that always feels nice. And I think it just brings confidence and momentum for us. All right, and we're back again. Uh, thank you, Sharon, for asking those questions and getting those responses from them. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I was really glad to hear um, Coach Briggs and, and some of the things that he had to say, too, especially when he talked about, and, and I know, Sharon, we were talking about this offline, so thank you for asking a question related to this, but when we talked about how the team actually lined up uh, pretty serious, right, they the coach didn't just bring a lot of academy players and not take the rival seriously because, as he mentioned, right, we, we didn't want to be one of those teams uh, in the USL championship who actually lost against lower league teams. And so I, I was really happy to see that because you just never know what could happen in this Open Cup. And you said it earlier, Sharon, and I still I, I can't even believe it's still Kitsa uh, Pumas, right, or Pumas Kitsa. Beat us at one point, right? And it's like, yeah, you you can't take anything for granted because those things could happen and have happened to teams quite quite a few times. That's right. Yeah, I still remember that kit, that uh, loss to Kitsa Pumas. I mean, that just perplexed me. How are we gonna gonna lose to a, a team like that? Uh, but obviously, they showed us that yes, they they can and they did. So. That's why the Open Cup is like uh, the March Madness of of uh, American soccer. You don't know who's going to play. You don't know who's going to win. I mean, it's just cup set madness throughout the entire tournament. And this is obviously proof of that with so many USL championship clubs uh, getting taken out in just the second round and some being taken to their limit, like uh, Phoenix and San Diego playing deep, deep into additional time to even get one goal against them. I mean, we fight like uh, Phoenix. They had to wait until the 115th minute to get a goal in against uh, uh, Valley United, uh, who's also in Arizona. So you cannot underestimate anybody. You, you've you got to protect your, protect your, your house. Even if you're not at your house, you still got to play them 100%. You cannot overlook them. And so, thankfully, uh, Coach Briggs was able to get that mentality in. Strike fast, strike hard, strike early. Obviously, they listened, I mean, judging by the, the halftime score. So, I'm glad they, they took that to heart because who knows? We, were, we could easily think it was just like Portland Timbers, too. The last time we played them, we were up 4 nothing before even halftime at, at that point. The, the final game we ever played against them. So... You just got to be on your toes in this tournament. Yeah. And one thing I got to say, you never got to stop scoring, right? There is no such thing as like, stop. You're scoring too much against them, right? Give them a break because so we all know there was someone on Twitter that <laughs> was basically begging the Sacred Public Twitter page <laughs> to actually stop, right? Like, you know, you're, you're at, at, along the lines of like, you know, stop your scoring against them too much and... No, uh, yeah. the well, Alexi thing always says they've had enough, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, that, that is not fair play. You got to keep was, going. Yeah. He was basically 
I'm almost ready to scream out the Simpsons meme. Stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't post it too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so that, that was the game. We had a blast. M- moving on to, of course, none of us got the results right. I mean, Sharon said 2-0. Jared said 3-1. I said 4-0. We were... We we're pretty off there. And thank um, God we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank God we were wrong uh, on, on us scoring more, of course, because we wouldn't want the result the other way around. <laughs> um, none of us had the, the right first goal scorers, although Jared did say Zico, and he was the last to score. So, I mean, could have been right. And he did start. So, uh, you know, that the, there was a close one there. <laughs> um, he if still we were... does not get a point. Nobody gets a point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if we were doing half points, that might qualify for a half point, but that's not our system here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What well, was we'll he midseason if, if we're still in, if we're still in the same standings, right? Uh, which, speaking of standings, I mean, I'm still leading the way with two points, and both of you have one point. So, mm-hmm. still anyone's, <laughs> anyone's game to uh, on that note. And in our next podcast, we'll give our predictions on. The following cup game against Central Valley Fuego. That one's going to be a really interesting one to predict and who's the first uh, goal scorer. So, yeah, I'm just saying what we'll find out in, <laughs> on our next show. We've had a great time today. Uh, again, it's always really amazing when you score six goals and when you don't get scored on. Uh, we, we get a joy from that. Uh, for now, we're going to have... A, pretty long break right about a week and like two days with no sac republic games which it's always sad when you don't see them play over a week but uh, i mean i i guess it worked out for us because open cup was there but our our next game will be until um saturday april 16th against orange county and that game will be at championship stadium at 7 p.m and then of course uh the following wednesday at 7 30 we play against uh, fuego at our stadium so two interesting matchups and, you know, we're going to be playing away and, you know, hoping that the players get, get the right rest. I mean, they're going to have uh, plenty of time, plenty of days off from there on. And one good thing for us uh, for that game against Fuego is that they actually played their game earlier, 3-3. Um, by the way, shout out to BJ, he scored another brace, um, it's two consecutive braces, right, uh, over at uh, Greenville. But at this yeah. at this point, at this point, we just need to be sponsored by Aspen Dental. I mean, we, <laughs> the, the guests that we have come on, come on, or the people we talk about end up scoring braces. I mean, look, look, look at uh, Duke Lacroix. I think uh, the braces meme is probably running its course with him. We might we might as well just nickname him the dentist. I mean, because because he's just doing all sorts of work. <laughs> I mean, with, with with the two goals and everything like that. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. Do- Dr. Britt ba- Baker, DMD of AEW, you have some competition in, in the dental world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it could be the nickname, right? For for him, not like he scored a brace as well. But um, don't worry, everyone. We, we won't have BJF on the next one. So if, if any Sac Republic fans out here are worried that, <laughs> that we'll give, you know, BJF the good luck against us, right? Then don't worry, but... Uh, post game when we talk about that uh, we might have him on uh, to talk about the game regardless of what the result is whether we win or we lose right but 
Um, you know, he he really knows his game, as y'all heard earlier. So um, it will be interesting to have him on for that. But no guarantees. We'll, we'll see if he can join us for that one. But um, yeah, it's interesting. The podcast magic goes on. And not only with the last two goals, but with two goals today too. But So the good thing for us is that they don't have another league game in the following weekend. So their next game is against us. So basically they have a week and about like four or five days of no game at all. Right. And so, um, yeah, and they have that's, that that's much time to, they have that much time to just sit around and just think about it and get all <laughs> anxious. So yeah, I like it when we get to mess with people's heads. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's pros and cons, right. There's the, uh, they might not be as active playing, but yeah, they'll have more time to analyze. And as y'all heard, right, it looks like they do analyze their opponents, right? Bijev broke down some of the El Paso players. So I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, and, and there's some former teammates of Bijev, right? Like Roro that, you know, he, he knows pretty well. So it's going to be an interesting one. And they played against this two already in preseason, right? So but we're nothing new to them. It's just the first official game. So we'll see, but... Yeah, yeah. If you haven't gotten your tickets uh, yet, then hey, once they go on sale, just like Sharon said, go get them. Open Cup is really awesome. Uh, I'm with uh, Sharon on that one. I've gone to attend games at home, away as well. And just these tournaments where you just played a one game or just something else, right? And sometimes they go to extra time. If they do, you have an extra 30 minutes, but you get your money's worth always. Awesome. Well, Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for uh, being here with us on this Friday night. Uh, it was really awesome talking to y'all and uh, everyone else. Thank you for uh, always supporting us and for listening to the show. We'll be back sometime next week to talk about uh, our following game against Orange County. So without further ado, everyone, have a good night and we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Actually, we, we can't hear you. Uh, actually, <laughs> She's speechless. The six nothing score. <laughs> that, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was speechless. No, for the first time in forever, I, I like didn't unmute myself, which is like not like me because everybody knows I'm a chatty Kathy. Luis, hello. Yeah, I'm Luis. <laughs> knock, 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 knock. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I was waiting for you to do the transition. Finish. So I was I like, was it, was a, okay. it was a pause. Preseason <laughs> when we played you. And I am actually not looking forward to your just go hide in the Sharon. Oh sorry, Sharon, you, you, you cut for like the last fifteen seconds. You, you had the robot voice. <laughs> How about now? Yeah, now you're good. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. We are well, we are free of Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry guys, you know I've I probably should just turn the wi-fi oh i did turn the wi-fi off on my phone yeah so big fat edit there sorry you guys can you hear me now end of episode kind of thing so it's good we might not have one so you just gave us one (laughs) 